Coming up today on Locked On at Texas Tech, we'll get into one of the most physically imposing matchups that'll be on the field between Texas Tech and Texas Christian on Saturday. Also, what do we know? What do we think we know? What does someone else think they know about the 2023 Big 12 football schedule? Things now to gleam between the lines or otherwise as it relates to the Red Raiders and who they're playing, or maybe more interestingly, who they're not playing among current Big 12 members. Chris Level gives us the scoop on that coming up, and we get into now a new era of Horn Frog football from Gary to Sonny. What is the MO of Texas Christian football under Sonny Dykes? It's all next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Great to be with you once again on Locked On Texas Tech, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. And even better to be your first listen out of the gates each weekday with a brand new episode on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. This episode brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. We appreciate them for bringing you this episode and being the official college football recruiting sponsor across the Locked On College Network. LinkedIn Jobs is helping you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college today. Terms and conditions do apply. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan, and I'm not so sure, Chris, that in a uh, not-too-distant past, possibly Texas Christian hitting up LinkedIn jobs on occasion as they uh, sought, well, someone to take over for what was a legendary coach in Gary Patterson. It's a familiar name in Sonny Dykes to us Red Raiders for obvious reasons. As I touched on yesterday, Personally, as a college football fan, I'm now having to acclimate myself to non-Gary Patterson Horn Frog football because that was a very specific and consistent and mostly successful identity. Yeah, I think you always knew what you were going to get in most years, uh, the way that they played defense, the way that they ran the football, and and some of his uh, antics on the sideline. (laughs) So his... You know, like pulling those glasses off and, you know, wiping that, that towel and pulling his pants up, tying his shoes. I mean, we, we got used to it for – and the visor and, and the whole thing and how they were always, for the most part, competitive. They recruited fairly well. Uh, but I, I think uh, I, I think they went kind of opposite theory in many ways with, with his replacement and, and Sonny Dykes. Mm. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, because, you know, see, Sonny was there uh, three or four years ago. He was there for a full season. So he saw how Gary Patterson ran his program. He saw all the ins and outs. He was a, a, an analyst, quote unquote. And so he was, I think it was in between his Cal job and it was in between the SMU job. I think that's right. And so that's how he spent uh, better part of a year was in those offices and learning learning all the all the the ways that uh, TC was doing things and how Coach Patterson was doing things. I think Gary Patterson's though way uh, his way of doing things never really changed, and this is not what works with society today with these kids that you're coaching. The hard nosed old school. I mean, I think nowadays if you're going to succeed, you've got to be a player's coach for the most part. 
And I think uh, I, I don't think he ever adapted. I mean, I think Nick Saban has adapted. I think Gary's way of running offense never really adapted and morphed. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, because I mean, I, I I had many conversations with uh, Coach Cumby, who you know, and, and it's like, man, when yeah. you play when you coach offense for a defensive minded coach, you're you're handcuffed in many ways, and like you people can think you're running the offense. Not, not for Gary Patterson. Not for a lot of these guys. When it's their defense and it's everything revolves around that, and how does it affect the defense? It's not so. Yeah. Um, and that's our defensive-minded coaches under offensive-minded head coaches. That's that's right. In many that's ways, exactly right. Yeah, <laughs> it's always a so, tug of war, right? I, I I think I think so. What I think Sonny's done this year, Casey, is really like he knew how what a grind it was in that program and how. Because I, I've never heard the word uh, "fun" used more, and this is back. This is back in August and September before they really got going. Of course, it's fun when you're eight and zero and you're leading the conference yeah. and all that. <laughs> that. That's supposed to be fun. This is way back when when everybody's describing. What are the differences? Hey, man, I think these kids are just having more fun these days, and I think Sonny is very much player oriented. He tries to take care of those guys. It's not a knockdown drag out and practice every day. I mean, we remember all the locker room issues that TCU had in recent years with accusations about this or that when, when Gary Patterson was there. And I just think he's kind of lightened it up a little bit. And and I don't think they beat up on each other in practices as much. I don't think they, um, you know, and I think he tries to have more fun with them. So, and it, it that it's clearly worked. Uh, so that's why I say opposite theory, because this is largely the same group as last year. And they they were really good against Texas Tech, and we saw that. Uh, I mean, K- Kendra Miller, the running back, he ran wild all over you. So, yeah. Uh, but it's it's much, but they just didn't have well, a really good year last year, and they're having a phenomenal year this year. I get what you're saying totally about, like, hypno-toed hoodies. I never saw Gary Patterson in a <laughs> hypno-toed hoodie. Oh, yeah. That, that and, uh, yeah. Just like the general vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, of, of probably what's going on there in Fort Worth and how that's different now. Um, and also I can, you know, I, I laughed a moment ago when you were talking about of being a player's coach these days to be successful because um, to some embarrassing effect for some, we've seen wild swings at trying to achieve that. You've got like on the earnestness scale from earnest to <laughs> not say Joey McGuire, earnest guy, player's coach in his own way. And then I'm thinking about Brian Kelly under a strobe light on something that looks like the main stage and his name. Me and my family. <laughs> I'm just I'm so, so <laughs> I'm so thankful to be here in Louisiana. I mean, thank you so much. In overalls with nothing on underneath. Oh, give me a freaking break. He's a salesman, man. Give me a break. <laughs> so there's a lot of variety of uh, player coach. And I'm sure that to some effect that's been, uh, I don't know, some pressure off the shoulders or a breath of fresh air possibly for some of those players. But I'm curious, between the lines, on those hash marks, um, has the culture changed? Is it still something that has anything to do with defense? I know what the statistics say no. uh, here, Chris, but how do you see it there? You, 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 may, you may tell you what TCU is right now. Please. T- TCU, to me... I mean, they are in many ways, and and I think part of this is because of the last name involved. But TCU, in many ways, is is one of these Oklahoma teams from a few years ago. Spread it out on offense; they score with anybody. They're one of the best offenses in the country defensively. 
okay, uh, opportunistic, uh, good on some Saturdays, not good on the others, but they, but they're kind of they, they just have enough. Uh, there's not any names over there that you you, you know the, 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 you know so that's what they're they're Oklahoma from the last you know two to four years, and and I think uh, Garrett's running the same stuff as Lincoln uh, does, and he he tries to get create these mismatches and that's why you at some point you see because they, they run a ton of motion they kind of move guys around and he, he's just trying to look for a matchup because okay if we move this guy over here and the, and they're in this coverage this guy's going to end up matched up against this guy and it's going to be a touchdown and that's why you see so many guys looking up and you're like where is the db where is the linebacker that's supposed to be covering this guy and it's it's just next level chess i mean he's a really good uh offensive mind but uh, and all that, but but I, I think defensively, they're just th- th- this isn't a coach <laughs> defense. They're they Mule shoe, Chris Mule shoe, historically rich and next level chess players, you know, <laughs> just a long line. By yeah, the way, I just wanted to mention, yeah, no, I, I, I hear you, I hear you. It, it's uh, and and I, I mean, it, kudos to, to Garrett and Lincoln for like, I mean, because Lincoln is a phenomenal football coach, and I think Garrett is becoming that as well and he was with Sonny at SMU and I think it was a no-brainer for him to follow Sonny to TCU and it's clearly working uh right now and Kenny Perry who was on who is on Joey's staff right now he was on those SMU staffs he knows Sonny and and Garrett extremely well so uh it's uh it's but that that's that's the similarity that I see uh, because I think that the the knock on Oklahoma in the last few years is like, where did our defense go? Why are we not better on defense? And nobody's saying that about TCU because they're winning games and they're outscoring people because I think to them it's like showing them fire for the first time that they can score points <laughs> really with anybody, you know, and, and, and they're letting them do it. And nobody's handcuffing that side of the ball on you better run it. You better run it, you know, huddle up and kneel it down. No, they're, yeah. they're, they're letting it fly and having a good time with it. Amazing. I mean, to th- I always knew, and most of us did in Lamb County, that Muleshoe would somehow be <laughs> the scourge of a nation. I'm just glad for now it's confined to offensive football and, and those opponents on the other side. Kudos to the Riley brothers. And, you know, probably Lincoln glad to be in the booth. Uh, there without me or on the sideline, I guess, under the headset, I should say, uh, without me hot on his heels because it was two times he went down courtesy of your man in the backfield 2002. Don't be mad, don't hate, just appreciate Bailey County. And uh, really, Chris, probably one of the <laughs> top three 10 minute portions of this program so far in its existence. We've got we've got Cajun Chris Level now on the record, which was. Was amazing, really. You you sounded like you would be on that mud dog staff under Henry Winkler there and, and fit right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We also had a terrific caveman analogy from you and uh, Mule Shoe mentions. What more could you ask for uh, to kick off an episode of Locked on Texas Tech, right? I'm here to please, man. Yeah. Just getting started, too. We're just getting yeah. started. We got plenty to get into coming up, including physicality. Talking about one of the more intriguing matchups. Uh, coming up this weekend between the Red Raiders and Horde Frogs. And I say physicality because we're just going to be talking big dudes battling, but not in the trenches. Uh, We'll tell you more about what we mean there coming up. And also in review, Locked on Texas Tech against the spread. Feel good stories of the year as we are overcoming the odds and slugging it out. Tell you how the cookie crumbled. 
coming up on Locked on Texas Tech. But first, it's LinkedIn Jobs there to make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. You can create a free job post in only minutes right now on LinkedIn Jobs and connect your network to the world's largest professional network of over 810 million people. That's why small businesses are rating LinkedIn jobs number one and delivering quality hires versus those leading competitors. So as you're getting your team ready for 2023, LinkedIn jobs is standing by and nearly 40 million job seekers are visiting LinkedIn every week. So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college right now. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. And also, the Red Raiders at Flatlands Grain are ready to meet your needs this harvest season. They've got the backs of farming and ranching families all across the high plains of Texas, just 30 quick and convenient minutes north of the LBK there in Hell Center, Texas, America, or at flatlandsgrain.com. You're taking pride in all it took to get to this point, getting those crops out of the field and the Red Raiders at Flatlands Grain take that same pride and being the next link in that chain. Whether it's grain storage needs, market analysis, or crop experience, just keeping animals fed, they're going to be there for you during this harvest season and throughout the year. So give them a call today at 806-839-2522 or visit online at flatlandsgrain.com. Calm. No job too big or too small, whether it's one truckload or thousands of bushels, they're ready to roll for you and your family this harvest season at Flatlands Grain and flatlandsgrain.com. Thanks for joining us on Locked On at Texas Tech. On the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day, subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get Podcast. We're on the way to the number 2,000. And also whittling away at those unsubscribed taking in the video. You've just been out there joyriding in our Locked On Texas Tech family station wagon. We want you to join the family. We started out around 66, 65% unsubscribed viewers, Chris, and we are working on getting below. 50 now. So about 50 50 is where we've been hovering. We appreciate all those who have saddled up for the long haul. How many more fun traveling euphemisms can I come up with to get you to subscribe? Please, trying to feed families, right? And Chris has got a kid in college for crying out loud. They're taking him for all he's got. Dude, man, please subscribe. Hey, seriously, you know, <laughs> it, it, only, it, only, it only helps us. Uh, we're trying to get this thing going. We're just kind of getting started, get some traction with it. Uh, they tell us we have to get uh, get 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 people to subscribe, so it doesn't cost anything. It's just going to alert you by clicking that little bell button right there. It's going to alert you every time we drop one of these uh, new shows out there, and we've been dropping them at some off times recently. So hot, uh, yeah, hot, hot. So and, and when basketball season gets here, we'll have a hard time keeping a normal schedule just because we're going to be all over the place. So just bear with us, but that's why you need to hit the subscribe button. That's right, so you never miss out on. Anything. Glad to have you out there either way on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts out there. There's a segue talking about big people a moment ago, not in the trenches. Could it be a linebacker? What does he mean? No, actually, Chris, one of the more physically impressive matchups there to be taken in this week is where it's playing out in the secondary, isn't it? 
Yeah, th- th- this is a matchup that I think is is somewhat fascinating, Casey, just because I think you you, you have some length at corner. Look, we, we already know that. I'm Malik Dunlap, Rayshad Williams. These guys kind of want to get to the next level, may even test those waters after this season. And I think they'll, they'll have a chance to do that just because you're talking 6'3", six, 6'4", six, corners that have really had uh, some good seasons. Uh, you know, the TCU wideout, though, and Quentin Johnston, uh, he, he is somebody that is the best wideout in the league. He's 6'4", 215. He's big enough to body you. He's fast enough to run away from you. I mean, and so much that Tim DeRuiter, the Texas Tech defensive coordinator, was like, he's like Megatron. I mean, that, I was like, whoa. And, and you know, when you watch yeah. him, that, that's, that's a great comparison. Uh, and, and I think he's somebody that is going to be a first-round draft pick at the end of this season if he stays healthy. We're, we're talking 42 catches, 650 yards, and he's only got four touchdowns. Uh, but th- those are modest numbers compared to the, the kind of player he is. But that's simply – that's the scary part because they have so many other weapons and they're running back and I think Max Duggan and all those things – it, 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 he, they don't need to lean on him like all the time. However, when push comes to shove, they do lean on him. When, when they need a first down, it's a third down, or if it's okay, we, we need a, we need a score. That's who they're going to. And I'm fascinated because Joey is going to challenge Rayshad Williams and, and Malik Dunlap this week. Hey boys, if you think you're ready for the next level, now's your chance. Because guess what? Scouts are going to watch. Guess what scouts are going to fo- – what they're going to pay attention to, how you played against dudes like this. And so I think that you can't challenge a guy any better than that because, you know, it's like if you, if you think you are this or if you want a chance to play at this level, guess what? You're about to get uh, a, an opportunity to put put a resume together or you're about to get a chance to put something on film for somebody to go, hey, man, you don't need to come out yet. You need to stay. You need to stay put. You know, so that 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 is a game within the game and kind of a matchup I'm fascinated by. I mean, I, I asked Tyree Wilson about that this week. I'm like, Malik and uh, Rayshon have a different look in their eye. Uh, he kind of smiled. He knew what I was talking about because I think I think uh, Tyree Wilson has had some of these matchups too. When you see these all conference uh, offensive linemen and things like that, I mean, Tyree again, it's the same same situation. You're putting that on tape, and when those scouts are down there with those notepads before the game, and they're watching how you warm up or how big is he really, all that. Those are the, the they, they 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 zoom that film in, and they're not worried about all the rest of the stuff. How do you, how does it look when you go good on good? And guess what, Rashad Williams and uh, and Malik Dun, Dunlap are going to have an opportunity to go good on good uh, this Saturday. Uh, it's gone good, good on good, <laughs> a good amount of times for Tyree Wilson too, hadn't it? <laughs> His tape's looking pretty good. Uh, yeah, uh, into week nine. I, I, I think you're starting to hear more and more people talk about him in NFL circles. I mean, I, I, I think he's making money as this, and, and I yeah. think that, I think the thing about Tyree is he doesn't take plays off. His motor, uh, I think he credits Coach DeRuiter and, and Coach McGuire and all that for for putting in Coach Ayu, CJ Ayu, that's his, kind of his position coach, for putting him in a position to make plays. And he, he deflects a lot of the credit, but so much of it is because of just how hard he plays. He's chasing guys down from the backside. He's fighting through things on running plays. I mean, his total tackle number tells you all that you need to know about 
how he's playing the position at, at defensive line because they're moving him around some and he gets double teamed quite a bit. Uh, so I, I, I think uh, I think he has done nothing but increase his stock and increase increase his worth. Uh, and and I mean at this point I, I'm going to be somewhat surprised if he anywhere sniffs the third round of the draft. I mean I think you're talking first or second round here, and and you know nothing is guaranteed. But ultimately, as far as the draft goes, I mean, I, I think he's done nothing but make money this year. I, I'm going to be shocked if he's not a first or second rounder, uh, which that is a heavy investment for an NFL team. So if it's closer to 15 or 45, I don't really know. But I think all the NFL people have just done nothing but kind of thumbs up what Tyree Wilson has done to this point <laughs> in a really, really tough league. And I think his motor is what's going to ultimately make him uh, a ton of money. But uh We'll see kind of as that as that time gets closer. A lot of talented guys, a lot of physically impressive guys out there that don't connect all the dots with effort uh, or that high motor to really make it work. So that's been part of what's so fun to watch uh, about Tyree Wilson. So, yeah, whether purple, uh, whether red, whatever shirts they're wearing on Saturday, you're going to have some dudes on the field and some aspiring dudes uh, as far as guys that uh, have their sights set on NFL opportunity Otherwise, so that should be a lot of fun uh, for just college football fans in general to take in. We are getting out of here and wrapping it up with Locked On Texas Tech against the spread in review up ahead. And potentially, are you paying attention to the trickle? Potentially some things being revealed about the oh-so-mysterious incoming Big 12 football schedules. I believe uh, we're within the month as to which we will learn what this is going to look like during some of these transitioning years for the conference. And uh, we'll get to some of the latest that's pretty interesting, near and far, uh, that possibly there is to learn right now about what Big 12 football will look like uh, in the next couple of years. That and more coming up next on Locked On Texas Tech. But first, find all the latest news on this week's football games, pro and college right now at Bet Online. And of course, as we open up the month of November and really hit the home stretch of football season, getting geared up for basketball as well. Whether it's football, basketball, or beyond, boxing, MMA, golf, baseball, esports, I'm telling you, they got all the bases covered. Bet Online has probably got a scoop on all of the above. It's the live betting stats and scores HQ on game day in the fastest and easiest way to keep track of all your favorite events with your favorite team at the same time. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on what the trends are looking like this week with Bet Online, where the game starts. And also, it's our guy, Armin Williams at Schooley Mitchell, North America's number one cost reduction company. Could be trimming some fat for your business as you're getting ready to be as efficient as you've ever been in 2023. Are you paying too much for your business services? Do you have any idea whether you do or don't? That's what Armin Williams is there to find out. Could help you trim up the costs with telecom services, merchant services, utilities, fuel, and all points in between. And there's no upfront cost. So get the ball rolling today at savewitharmon.com with a free analysis. And then Armin will only share in any savings that he may find for your business. Again, no upfront cost. Just starts with a free analysis today at savewitharmon.com.
It's Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts with Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Thanks for joining us once again. We will get to Big 12 scheduling trickle that soon will become a waterfall at some point as we find out who's playing who and where and when uh, very soon in the next couple of years during the Big 12's transitioning time. Uh, like preteen to teen or teen to young adult, I don't know where we're at. I feel like we've lived, we're like 135 years old. We cannot be killed here in Big 12 country. But nonetheless, uh, we're again shedding a cocoon to become a brand new Big 12 butterfly. Feel free to use that in, a, in an ad, Brett, your mark. I'll give it to you for free, bud. Thanks for the contract. Locked on Texas Tech against the spread, Chris. And you and I still, in different ways, find a way to wind up dead even. Chris and I both went four and two uh, over the weekend. We took a split in a couple of these, including Texas Christian and West Virginia. Chris correctly called uh, Horn Frogs and Mountaineers. And as far as the points are concerned, Chris, I mean, what a painful, painful experience for those who care about such things. I think West Virginia gives TCU about uh, their best shot and they just don't have enough to hang on. But yeah, TCU scoring at the end, I mean, it's just a total gut punch if you, if you have the numbers there. Uh, but I, it was kind of played out in a way kind of like I thought. I thought, you know, TCU would just kind of eventually pull away at the end. I don't know if the, winning by what about 10 points was, was essentially pulling away uh, or if they, if they would win as big as maybe I thought eventually, but uh yeah, man, West Virginia just didn't have enough. TCU way too much, and yeah, there you go. Chris called it. I lost it uh, out the gates there between the Frogs and the Mountaineers. We both uh, picked the Sooners and took W's there. Uh, Chris went with the Cowboys. I went with Kansas State. I haven't checked the tape, Chris. I don't believe that I predicted, however, the drubbing <laughs> took place. Ne- neither one of us. Cover yeah, one kudos, and a half, maybe. Yeah, Yeah, kudos <laughs> to you. But there's no yeah, way I, you or me or anybody, certainly Mike Gundy, saw this coming. This was this was as shocking of a result as you'll see. And I actually think it set a record for a top 10 team getting shut out and beat by this wide of a margin in, in a long, long time. Good. I mean, 48 to <laughs> nothing. Uh, because if anything, to Mike Gundy's team's credit, okay, if anything, they are extremely consistent. Yes, they don't beat Oklahoma enough, but you don't ever see them do do this. And I, I don't have any explanation for it at all. And now there's actually some conversation because of how well it went up in Manhattan. Should Will Howard be the starting quarterback more so than Adrian Martinez? I'm, I'm being dead serious. So who the heck knows? But Kansas <laughs> State – Tip of the cap because you're in uh, you're in really good shape right now for the Big Twelve Conference Championship game. So we spit uh, split that one, uh, Chris. Oh, we spit. We we, I mean, we we spit. We split. <laughs> we we did all kind. I mean, I, I don't know uh, what what the hell was going on if you were wearing those orange uniforms. Goodness gracious, it, it was a lot worse than what the Red Raiders did. And I thought the Red Raiders got their ass kicked, but that was a whole different that was a whole different thing there. Yeah, it was the old Cousin Eddie with the banana in his pocket and a monkey turned loose. Just a legendary beating the Cowboys took there. Yes. You hate to see it. Of course, I mean, you love to see it. Uh, Kentucky, uh, just (laughs) on that peyote, I guess, for that round. Kentucky and Tennessee, 
Uh, L's for the boys on that one. Central Florida and Cincinnati. We both went with the Golden Knights. That seemed obvious. Uh, one and a half, the number there. We took W's there. And Ohio State, Penn State. I wasn't sure, Chris, that Ohio State might not still you know, be very comfortable throughout the day here. But it was 15 and a half. So we both went with the Nittany Lions and actually turned out to be a better game even than that. Yeah, I, I thought Penn State hung around a little bit, but I think Ohio State is kind of showing you that, that they, they deserve some credit for being one of the best teams. They jumped out on, I think, Penn State early, and I think Penn State kind of came back, but then eventually they just kind of pulled away. Four and two going both ways here, and that arrives this week. 12-16-1 for Big Handsome, 13-15-1 for myself. I, 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 I'm trying to figure out more or less YouTube animal attack video results as my methodology. <laughs> I'm going further into it. I don't think you, you call the dogs off literally at this point in time. I'm going with more. All right. Those are some teams possibly. Well, in one case, that's going to be a Big 12 matchup in the near future. Since In the near future, Central Florida and uh, Cincinnati going at it. And Chris, it's getting pretty interesting now as we're seeing some things begin to trickle out as far as what uh, Big 12 schedules are going to look like the next couple of years as it pertains to Texas Tech or otherwise. And uh, something pretty interesting in the Houston Chronicle this week from Joseph Duarte. Sounds like maybe dripping with a little Louisiana there. Covers the Houston Cougars uh, for the Cron. University of Houston, he says, will open its inaugural Big 12 season against Texas Christian at home. Also, the University of Texas will pay a visit to the Cougars, uh, according to two people with knowledge of the 2023 football schedule. So Cougars uh, reporting there, the Cougars reporter reporting that uh, Texas and Texas Christian come into town. Does go on to say as well for us here locally, uh, something to glean, Chris, uh, that Houston will also pay a visit uh, to Baylor and receive Texas Tech. So the Red Raiders... Uh, heading to South Texas, it sounds like next year. The 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 funniest thing about watching this get reported on 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 the old Twitters there was uh, a Central Florida beat writer, <laughs> like he sees the, the the report and he he's like freaking Houston, they leak everything. I just thought that was funny because <laughs> we've already got new members taking shots at at, at, at each other and all that, like freaking. Uh, you know, the, the old uh, high-ranking officials of Houston can't keep their mouth shut. They're, they're leaking everything <laughs> out already. I just thought that was funny. I have uh, – I don't know what's true and what's not because if you put that with what I've kind of I, – I, I have heard – I don't know whether this is true or not, uh, but I, I've, I've had uh, people in tech circles say, I don't think you're going to play either school from Oklahoma next year. And that you're going to BYU and you're going to host Central Florida. I don't know how much truth there is to that. But if we take that and it is true, and you take the Chronicle report and it is true, here's one thing I can tell you. If you're not playing either Oklahoma State or Oklahoma, and you are going to play Houston, BYU, and Central Florida, there is yet another normal Big 12 team that you won't play. Because you're still staying at the same conference games uh, at 9 and so it would mean that one of the new members would replace one of the old members to go along with Oklahoma and Oklahoma State that you weren't playing. But I, I was unaware that you were supposed to be traveling to Houston again. Makes some sense, I guess, if you are going to play them just because uh, you just hosted the Cougars this year. But that that's a non-conference uh, setup. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if more and more will get leaked out as we go along here. 
Oh, I bet so. And maybe a Houston, I don't know, beat reporter is a good place to keep an eye on uh, for further information. Uh, run me, run my simple mind. I don't mean to go all simple, Jack, here, but run run me through this math here uh, as you were just alluding to the tech schedule. So we're talking Central Florida, BYU. Um, we're talking uh, Houston, and we're talking uh, non-Oklahomas, potentially in this, this conversation, right? right? So that means you've got uh, six games still left to fulfill. There are seven remaining uh, Big 12 teams, and, and that's where you're saying there's one still. Uh, Unless you play all the new members. I mean, I guess you could theoretically play all the new members. What, what I'm saying is if Oklahoma and Oklahoma State are being replaced by two of the three new members, then somebody else is being replaced as well, you know, as yeah. far as the round round. And that's the sad part about this whole deal. Uh, I get it, but it, it's like the, the round robin in a way was fun. It was unique. Everybody played everybody. You know, you start doing these Big 12 power rankings and things like that. It's going to be really hard to, like, have those kinds of exercises or have a real beat on the league just because everybody doesn't play everybody. And so you're, you're going to guess at some level, and somebody's going to get uh, a nice draw. Somebody's going to get screwed. You know, it's just going to be the way it works, but there's no way to kind of, you know, be fair about it just because there's going to be several games that aren't actually played uh, uh, in matchups that we don't see. But this is the part of having a – a 14-team league for a couple of years. Yet somehow Locked on Texas Tech will trudge through and bring you Big 12 power rankings, so you won't have to guess. You'll hear it from us, how it really is. Shout out to number nine and number 10 throughout the season this year <laughs> on Locked on Texas Tech. We'll get the Big 12 power rankings coming up later in the week, and certainly I'm sure we've got plenty more to get to uh, throughout this month and into early December as it relates to the full schedule being released. I said a moment ago, Chris, I thought we were within the month that we were going to get the schedule. Is it late November or early December? Or I, I believe I believe it's that's the sweet spot. I think it's okay. actually – it could be in early December, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if you see it in late November as well. And Brett Yormark's been asked about that, and he's basically said the same thing, you know, that that's the time frame. But, you know, heck, maybe we see it much sooner because it sounds like Everybody already knows it, right, Houston? <laughs> right? You know? I mean, so, I don't know. Yeah, you're getting scooped. Big what 12. are we waiting on? Yeah, what are we waiting on? People with knowledge of the situation. Let's go, people with knowledge of situations. <laughs> yeah. Let's get rolling. We yeah. all want to be knowledgeable. Well, it's certainly going to be very interesting, and I know there will be a lot of weeping and gnashing of teeth in various locales at who you're getting, who you're not getting, where you're going, where you're not going. So, we'll cover all that from top to bottom. Yeah, and, and and before we get out of here, I mean, your your opponent this week is TCU. They they are seventh in the initial college football playoff rankings. So mm -hmm. if you're into those kinds of things, uh, it's a big matchup, and that should be uh, should be a fun one. No doubt about it. Uh, thanks for joining us once again on Locked On Texas Tech and making it your first listen each weekday. And we hope that you'll make Locked On Sports today. Your next listen is the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. That's Locked on Sports Today for your next listen. It's on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. We are back at it tomorrow, Chris. Thanks for the time. We'll see you then. Yes, sir, Callan. Keep hope alive, people. You got it. And subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts so you miss nothing on Locked on Texas Tech. Back here tomorrow, 7 a.m. on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day on Locked On Texas Tech.